opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Pat, drama singer, Chris, romance singer, and Randy, thriller, Saffron. Cast bringers. Hello and welcome to Cast Bringers. Chris, Randy, great to be back. Uh, how you guys doing? Chris, how you doing? Two thumbs up on this end. All right, Randy, how about you, man? Same thing, two thumbs up. Love it. Love it, love it. Yeah, how about you? Uh, Chris, thank you so much for asking. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Can't complain. How many thumbs up? Four. That's all right. Got those two thumbs working again, huh? Yeah. I'm taking your two thumbs and Randy's two thumbs and using all four of them. What about your own thumbs? I don't want to use those. (laughs) Conserving energy. Why use my two when I have your four? Here here I am using my own thumbs like a sucker. But I can use your thumbs for me. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Let's. (laughs) uh dive right in randy what have you been nerding out on this week is this the is this a special thumb episode that i have been hearing so much about can't wait this week's mean potatoes thumbs <laughs> the best digit you can have arguably arguably the best is, digit is it or no oh, wait, Guys, hot, actually take, hot take inky no way mm-hmm. over a thumb come on you can go like this listeners i'm putting my pinky yeah, in my i can ear. do that with my thumb i'm putting Doesn't my thumb in my ear. right and we yeah. all agree the worst finger is the ring finger, though. Pretty useless. Yeah. It's pretty right. bad. It well, just holds a ring, which yeah. I take off a lot anyway. <laughs> Although as nerds, we all love rings, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, but do as a nerd, do you really put your nerd ring on the ring finger? No, you got to put it cool <laughs> on like your middle finger or your pointer finger. Also, Randy, do we, finger, for sure. Randy, do we like lots of rings or do we just like one ring? <laughs> uh that's a great question. Or do we just like the person in charge of the ring? Uh, uh, future no. show topic, best Such ring. As a lord? Yeah, best ring. I love best, it. Ooh, best ring. That is a good one. Got the Green Lantern. How we got the one ring. Got the, the, uh, fla- the Flash ring where he had his suit in his yeah, ring. Yeah, Flash ring. That one was awesome. Was it Captain Power or Captain Planet? Where yeah, the, the, ring, the elemental Captain rings. Planet rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Got the Wait, Mandarin's so- rings. That alone could be its own episode. Which which Captain Planet ring was the best ring? Hurt. <laughs> no, no show needed. It's hurt. Okay, never mind. No show needed. I'm gonna go with arguably heart on this end. What? What? Does anyone remember what heart even did? It controlled it like the animals, love, didn't it? Man. Yeah, he just loved. So we just loved animals. It just, animals and monkeys, it if just you know what I mean. Pumped blood into people's faces. I think <laughs> it's like, stop. This is so annoyed. <laughs> All right. So, Randy, what have you been nerding out on this week? Uh I've been nerding out on same things as last week, really. Still working through Fallen Jedi. Uh really hard game. 
still, still reading, on that first boss. Still, <laughs> nope, made it to the next boss, made it to the Inquisitor's assistant, maybe I would call her, and she's just, I don't know how to beat her. So I'm really that, tempted. Go ahead. Pat. Is that the one on the Wookiee planet? Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that boss fight was hard. I feel like when I played that game, I was in every boss fight. I was like, oh, I bet this boss fight you're supposed to die because it's so hard. And then the story continues. But that wasn't wasn't ever the case. (laughs) I went back to Metal Gear Solid where I was trying to change the port that my controller was plugged into to see if that would help. did not uh so i still haven't beat her so we'll see um also reading wheel of time a very hard book uh because there's a lot of them uh playing call of duty zombies very very hard to beat that also we've tried a few times this week uh we're on mauder toten and the end boss the thing about zombies is you have to do all the work to get to the end boss and then if you die you have to you're just done there's no like continuing from right before the boss you have to do the whole thing over again so we've been doing that every week so it's been a tough week um best part of the week though was watching the suicide squad with my podcast friends chris and pat and some other friends shout out to rob and andy pat was nice enough to have us all over his house provided brownies um yeah and uh so i don't know if we want to talk about that real quick or if we want to hold off on that um let's man let's dive right into it because that's something we all did what was interesting is we didn't we didn't talk about it at all after we finished the movie. I don't know if we were all tired or what. So I have no idea what like you guys you, thought. Everyone was tired because it was, I mean, for all of us and what I was we exhausted. all are. Yeah, like it was like 11, 30, 12. And so that's mm-hmm. way later than we're pretty old. Yeah, we're old men exactly. now. So exactly. So I, I, yeah, I really have no idea what you guys thought. So Pat, what did you think? I thought it was a, like, it was entertaining. It was fun. I don't necessarily know if it was like a, not that it was bad, but. I don't know. It just, I was kind of just like, okay, sure. And I think part of it, right. <laughs> oh, that's why we didn't talk about it. Cause yeah. I don't know. I guess just cause like they've already done the first suicide squad, which again, this was way better, but still just like that concept was already around. And even to like, you could definitely see James Gunn's influence, like, because it was a lot or it struck me very guardians of the galaxy ish. Mm-hmm as well and so it, it was kind of just like i've seen this movie before which i think is why i wasn't like blown away by it but it was still a good movie it was entertaining it was fun and it was well done um so yeah chris pretty much second everything pat said uh other takes i can see why um peacemaker john cena is getting his own series because his character was he did an amazing job his character was awesome um but yeah, like it's was just a bad guy versions of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like the the witty humor was there. You had kind of the same type of characterizations were there. Uh, the one thing difference is Suicide Squad wasn't as musically based, I guess. Mm. The one thing I did really like and was impressed with how well they did Starro um, as the bad guy. So I love Starro. I think he's such a fun, unique, like, character in DC. And I love a couple of the big stories he's been in. I really liked how they, what, you know, like his potential. I was hoping that 
they would leave room for him to be like a big DC movie universe villain or whatever. Um, so maybe that will still happen, but probably not. But overall, I'd give it two thumbs up. It was definitely worth seeing. It was probably the best DC movie I've seen. Yeah. Since Shazam. Christopher Nolan Batman's. I never, I haven't seen Shazam yet. Oh, Shazam, Shazam was good. Yeah, I think Shazam was one of the best. Is that ones. good for kids? Yeah, mostly. I think so. Like, it's been a while though since I've seen it. There might be like one or two parts that are a little spooky, like depending on how old the kids are. Mm. Um, With my kids, your nephews. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> there are a few parts I think there where they get a little. Chris doesn't care about spooky. all kids. He just wants no. to know for his kids. I'm, I'm trying to help our kids watch it. Will my kids watch it? <laughs> I so after the movie, you guys thought that was late. I stayed up another two hours reading every article I could find on it and watching all the late night interviews with John Cena because it was so funny. Because he wore his costume like after that just to promote the movie. Also, I didn't know Margot Robbie is what Australian. I didn't had I had yeah, no clue. She's some. She's not American. No, she's not American. Um, so going to Starro, Chris. So I got I got some uh, behind the scenes info. Um. James Gunn was at first considering Superman. Yeah. I uh, that too. Did you read that? And did you read yeah. Pat that DC or was a Warner brothers gave him free reign? They're like, you do whatever yeah. you want. He's like, do I have to bring back Will Smith? He's like, they're like, no, he's like, do Will I have Smith. to? Oh, he was dead shot. Yeah. In the yeah. first one. Yeah. He's like, they're like, do you have to bring back Harley Quinn? They're like, she's the one, or they might've said at first, like we'd really like it if you brought Harley Quinn, but you don't even have to use her. So he started to think about them fighting Superman. He's just like the logistics with the DCEU and continuity would be too tough. And he had always, like you said, Chris, loved Starro. Mm -hmm. And he said he doesn't think anybody, if they bring Starro into the DCEU, would do it justice. So he's like, mm -hmm. I have to do it. And he wanted it to be those colors. And he wanted mm -hmm. it to be kind of mm -hmm. out there like that. So I mean, said, it was it was very honestly, it was like direct from the comics. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like DC has a tendency to really movieize characters, yes. costumes, and stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the things, even like Peacemaker, his costume was ridiculously from the comics. <laughs> yeah. He's got a like a toilet seat on his head. <laughs> it's not a toilet seat; it's a song of liberty. And that was—it's <laughs> like ridiculous. It, 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 it was awesome. It worked so well. Two, two of the best things I think with James Gunner one he is like a huge comic nerd mm -hmm. so like he does know and he knows like a, again a lot of the like kind of more out there niche stuff and then just to his his directorial style like the right like I feel like most of the DCEU movies are so great like they're, they're not colorful they're not like that and so just to see that in some of the movies I, I hadn't thought about it until this conversation was like it was really nice suicide I, squad did not have the dc angst that's in every yes. other movie and I think right that's what made it better yeah yeah. It, yeah i think it was what i thought was it was i second third what you guys are saying very entertaining definitely james gunn all day you can easily see his, you know that it's from him um and it was it was entertaining i think the reviews i thought it was i guess going to be like better for some i think maybe i just Same. went into it thinking it was better so now as i look back i'm like it was fun it was great like there are some funny parts it was great action great special effects so overall i definitely would recommend watching it for sure um one of the one of the i don't know if you guys saw this behind the scenes i thought was the coolest part 
uh, Margot Robbie actually, you know, when she's hanging and she takes the key, were you going to say that, Pat? Go ahead, I was going to say it, but I did. Oh. I read about that too. Yeah. Yeah. That she, so I watched an interview on, I think it was with Jimmy Kimmel, but Anthony Anderson was hosting for some reason, unnecessary information. She, James Gunn said she was the one hanging and she did that whole stunt herself. She pulled her feet up. She unlocked it herself. The problem was she had something on her right shoulder that was blocking her face. So when they edited what? it, what was yeah, it? It was just like, it was just her, the, where her dress, her dress was like frilly okay. in her shoulders. And so the, when she like leaned up the frill will like completely blocked her face. So like you would never know it was her. Yeah. You think it's a stunt double. So he said, that's his biggest regret for the whole film because he's like, she literally did that. And she was at the, she was on the show too. So she's like, yeah, she's like, I, I can do that. She's like, it was, you know, something that I did. So that was pretty cool. That's all, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we got not, we got to mention polka dot man, right? He was. Yes. Stole he the was show. great. Yeah. He stole the show for sure. Yeah, right. So, and I guess, did you read that the actor actually had like really bad skin when he was growing up? So he felt like polka dot man, like this was his guy to like go through. Like you read his interview. He was like, when he read that one part at the end, I won't say it, but he he told James Gunn like this is me like I know this is me something what? he was he's been in other superhero he's movies, been in hasn't? he's been in yeah. like Batman what else was he in yeah he was in Nolan Batman he was like the crazy guy in oh. Dark Knight like the schizophrenic guy who Harvey Dent like pulls in the alley to like beat up yes um, he was the guy you think was the Joker right yes and then oh yeah well he was in something else though too as like a like a villain or a supporting superhero right that was yeah that's what they said in a couple of articles that's crazy how many of these movies he's gotten and he's still he doesn't have an agent he does everything himself <laughs> like, that's crazy that's you, wild yeah you have to call him like he does all the calling and everything like that bill murray style yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's what i've been nerding on how about you guys chris uh so the last two weeks it was actually a couple of weeks ago, but I've really gotten deep into it these past two weeks is a bunch of games came out on mobile. <laughs> really into the freemium mobile games. Um, Pat's shaking his head. <laughs> so here, let me, I'm pulling them up. I'll show you. I want to, after you name these, I want to know why Pat said book. <laughs> he just hates freemium. I just hate these games contra returns the new contra game came out which is fun um like contra just getting huge guns and shooting aliens it's exactly like the video game but on your phone but it's the freemium model so you can (laughs) will you what so you have to pay money because you run out of energy so you can only play the game for like a half hour before no, well, that's all I played for is a half hour. It's perfect for me. <laughs> and it's Contra. Can you really play Contra for over 20 minutes without putting in the code out? for 30 yeah. lives? No, yeah. you can't. <laughs> that is a running joke through the throughout the game. Like you get little text things or like the loading screens have like the code down there. <laughs> uh near near reincarnation, mm-hmm. which is a Square Enix game. Do you guys know the near? Yeah, I don't even know Nier. No. Yeah, it's um. So like near Autonoma was like the yeah. was the big one that was like uh. But there's been a couple others in that series. Yeah. Um, so that's supposed to be a good game. That came and that is actually 
yes, it is a freemium model because you like get gems to unlock characters, but that's about the most of it. You don't, I haven't paid a cent for it and I'm, my group is fine and I'm advancing through the stories. It's got amazing art um, and just the way it's, I don't know anything about the franchise, uh, but this makes me want to go play the rest of the games on console. So those are the two bigger ones. Retro Goal, I think. Have I talked about that on here? You've talked about Retro... Goal, uh, the yep. football version. The soccer yeah. came the soccer out. soccer one's fun. And I am addicted to it. I can get a game in, a, in two to three minutes. I'm winning every trophy in every league in the world. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm into the Italian Liga 1 right now. No, no. I'm Liga... Serie A? Serie A. Serie B. Oh, okay. I'm in Serie I just finished Liga 2 in 1. I'm in Serie B. So, Coach Winthrop Featherby getting around the globe. Love it. Oh, I'm also uh, Randy on Randy's uh, recommendation. Started reading with my ears, Foundry Side. Yep. Chris made, Chris made some drops on it last podcast, and I didn't pick it up because I haven't read the book in a long time. Yeah, and they pointed that out to Randy, and <laughs> yeah. he says he ever next, never actually finished the I book. I did finish the book. I didn't take <laughs> it back to the library. So great. But it but was a good book. Past halfway. <laughs> and today, guys, amazing experience. Uh, one of the best father experiences I've had. So Charlie, my oldest, has been big into Nerf guns. So he, the other, he had a bunch of gift cards at Target. So went and bought this giant Nerf gun at Target. And then he wanted, he used his own money and wanted to order off Amazon, like a ammunition vest where you can stick all the darts in and we have like holsters and pockets awesome. for stuff. Every kid's dream. So um, it's every dad's dream too oh <laughs> yeah. he, he put his like it come with the big vest it had a mini pistol and like glasses and like one of those like army skeleton face <laughs> masks that like you can get in call of duty and uh he looked badass i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> holding a giant nerf gun <laughs> and you- so we went to the playground today and he was a nice brother brought bought the double set so his little brother could have a vest too so it was very kind of him, but we went to the playground, bought a whole bag of Nerf guns and just had a giant Nerf battle at the playground. There was another dad there with his son. And I was like, hey, we got extra guns here on my team. And the dad was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> jump right here. <laughs> so it was the five of us having this giant Nerf war all over the playground. It was so much fun. Chris, can you please send a picture of Charlie in that outfit? Because I, I think I got awesome. Ali, So I took a picture of him. Charlie's holding the big gun. Now he's got the mini pistol going. <laughs> <laughs> and then after I took the picture, he's like, Dad, did you get me blowing on my gun? Like, yeah, yeah, man. man. You yeah. look cool as heck. <laughs> Those Nerf bullets come out hot. You gotta watch out. <laughs> Those Nerf darts. It was That's so fun. funny. So we're like originally we just played like uh like a, you know everyone shoot each other and then we had like i set up a defend the fort so we had to like there was one part of the playground where the two people were on the top part and we had to like siege them and get to the top of the fort 
and then we had a fort war where there's like two towers on this playground so they were on one and we were on the other you had to just like shoot back and forth and like send people down to get ammo it was it was freaking awesome how long did the dad and the other kid play with you guys for pretty much the whole time we got there (laughs) awesome we were there for about two hours we got there we're maybe playing for like 20 minutes maybe a half hour and this other dad and his son rode their bikes up to the playground and the kid was like going down the slide and going on the swings he was a little bit older than my two kids and uh the dad was just sitting on the bench and so originally we just started with asking the kid and like hey he was helping us helping me pick up darts while at first i really wasn't playing a lot i would shoot the kids here and there but i was just being a dad and getting the darts and so then that other kid was helping me pick up darts and i said hey we got an extra gun you want to play he goes oh sure I, that would be nice he's like my plan so worked like, perfectly and then <laughs> he went over and got a gun and then so we were starting a new round and i was standing next to the dad who was sitting on the bench and i look over and I'm like yeah we have another gun you're in because I'm not doing this by myself. <laughs> He's like, okay, that, yeah. And he just put his gun down and stood up. Never gave like a solid yes answer. I was like, oh. And then he went over, just picked up a gun and turned and shot his son in the face. <laughs> I was like, this guy's in, all right. Is that Got a good him. enough yes for you? <laughs> <laughs> he like turned he's like, I've been waiting to do this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was an awesome time. Well, Chris, now now that your kids are into Nerf guns, do I have the gun for you? I was just reading that uh I think it's it's Hasbro Labs. They do like the crazy like collectible mm-hmm. toys. Like they're the ones who are doing like the like 10 foot tall Galactus and stuff. Yep. And uh they are just launching pre-orders for a alien collectible nerf gun. Where it's like I'm looking model, it up. <laughs> it's the model of like the of the assault rifle that they use in aliens. It fires like two different kinds of darts. It's like crazy detailed and uh it looks awesome. So you should totally get it. It's only like Whoa. 100 bucks. <laughs> I'm looking it up. It looks insane. <laughs> so listeners out there, check it out. Hasbro Labs. Uh it's the crazy alien uh nerf replica, like assault Has, rifle. Haslabs.com, right? I think sure, no idea. I've been to Has- Hasbro Lab before. I'm at. The, uh, it's not Has Labs. I'm what at they, somehow. What was the Transformer Planet? They made the uh, giant. Unicron. 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 Five hundred dollar Unicron. Yeah, but it's like super tall. I really wanted the five hundred dollar Unicron. Somehow I got to uk.hasbropulse.com, but now all these yeah, viruses are popping up on Hasbro my. <laughs> I clicked the wrong thing. Wait, are you really getting all these viruses? <laughs> no, I, just kidding. Pat, what you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, hang on, I gotta look at my list again because I don't remember. Okay, so Galactus is only four hundred dollars. You should buy it. And there's eleven days left. I do. Is it really ten enough. feet tall? I mean, it, I don't think it's that tall, but it's very tall. Chris, if you. If you bought Galactus, we'd have to film what Jen would her <laughs> you should get a box that's ten feet tall ordered to the box would be at least fifteen feet tall. <laughs> this is an amazing gun. Oh my gosh. You gotta get it. 
All right. Go ahead. Anyway, what what have so I been bad. doing? I was let's see, I've been doing some video games. Um, Nino Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom. I've been playing that. Uh, Pokemon Unite. Still been doing that a little bit. They have a couple new Pokemon coming out. I think one might have launched today. Is it the? Uh, that's not the split one yet, right? What do you mean? The split one that new pokemon i saw there's like an article oh no yeah shining no, diamond and radiant pearl yeah that comes out in november i think okay and legends pokemon legends are arceus yeah oh, oh i will be purchasing those too. in january right yeah i think so yeah that one looks awesome yes I that do. one looks like i've always said pokemon should just be a giant mmo world of warcraft style and they, that one looks like it's kind of approaching that. They all look great because I've never played any of the other Pokemon games too, besides like the classic, like mm-hmm. red and blue and yellow or whatever, red, green, and yellow. And so to be able to play like Diamond Pearl will be cool. I'm excited. Um, I've been reading more uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Again, I watched Suicide Squad with some pretty cool dudes, um, finished Loki, and then also randomly found myself watching, uh, I watched both. Forrest Gump and Infinity War. Um, Forrest Gump, because Randy, you told me to, to check out the um, movies that made us. Yeah. And so I watched dress. I watched the Jurassic Park and the Forrest Gump episode. Then after watching, I was like, man, Forrest Gump is a great movie. I should so watch good. that. What did you think um, about the movies that made us episodes? They, they were good. They're they're interesting. And yeah. Cool. I will say, I also watched. You also recommended to me um, Behind the Attraction on Disney Plus. Uh, that was not cool. That was which one did you watch? That was kind of, that was kind of lame. Uh, I watched which one did I watch? I watched uh, Tower of Terror. Okay, I didn't see it that was, one. It was it was okay. It wasn't as good as they could have made it. Yeah. So the the yeah. haunted house one, I thought it was good only because I vividly remember the haunted house. So, mm-hmm. but I could see it was it was kind of like the movies that made us, but not as good, right? Yeah, I don't think you liked the Tower of Terror episode because you threw up on the ride. <laughs> I did not throw up on Tower of Terror. I threw up on Body Works. <laughs> no, thank you. thank you very much. But then you no weren't able to go on Tower, Tower of Terror because no, you had just thrown up on Body Works. Oh no, I went on Tower of Terror. I went on it twice. <laughs> was Body Works the one where you go through the human body? Like, uh, yeah, okay, it's one of those that. like. Ones where you sit down yes. in like a room though, and the room moves and shakes around. And then I came out of it, looked right at us, and just goes, I don't feel good. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's traveling up here. The floor of the entrance exit way. So everyone out. had to walk around. <laughs> we'll say Disney very fast at cleaning up people. Amazing. <laughs> within, within like the time it took us to walk from where I puked to like sit down at like a bench, it was gone. <laughs> Yeah, they just, and they had they, they were staff it. were right next to you, like asking if you needed a drink of water, if you needed. I got a free soda out of it, yeah. free like large sprite. It was great. That's hey, like I'm twenty gonna, bucks at Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you're not the first one to throw up on Body Works, so they're probably ready for it. They threw some sawdust down. I know that's a trick. Throw some sawdust on <laughs> with it a little, with a sprinkle of cinnamon in it. <laughs> mm. I'll never tell. <laughs> Pat, real will, quick. Oh God. No, well, no, I will are. say so. In it's funny though, Chris. You mentioned Tower Terror. So going back, we went back for a good friend of mine's. Like uh, one of his, one of his birthdays, he wanted to go back down to Disney World. So this was probably like five or six years ago, and uh, so we did like the whole Disney thing. The night before, we went out to dinner, and all of us had like the same thing because it was like a buffet style. So like we were all picking most of the same stuff. I was the only one in the group that had the fish dip, and I got terrible food poisoning the next day mm. but it hit me 
uh on like the final descent of tower of terror where it like drops and i was just like clenching so hard not to have diarrhea on the ride uh but then did make it to a bathroom and it was all good possibly the but, worst uh, ride to have diarrhea yeah. on. Maybe, maybe i should just not go to florida everyone what everyone was like it is impressive that you didn't like that you didn't have any terrible accidents on that ride having food poisoning <laughs> good glutes pretty proud of myself it's your glutes <laughs> Some sweet glute strength uh pat real quick so the other thing i put on there i've been hearing about hades so i had two people uh, two amazing. separate people today tell me separately they just bought Hades and they're just crushing through it. Like they, they're it spending. Is, so, well, yeah, super, I, yeah, sorry. Super fan Baja that we know okay. has played yep. over 162 hours on it so far. <laughs> it's, it's even way more than me. Uh, yeah, no, Hades is a, it's a super fun, addicting game, especially. Um, so I had it for Switch. Yeah. And, well, I still do have it. And um, like for me, the Switch was perfect. And it just came out on other consoles and stuff. Um but yo, know, it's a great game. Yeah, I I would highly highly recommend that. Yeah, I remember you telling us about it. it's roguelike, right? So the yep. more you get yep. through it, you can buy more stuff and so yep. on. Yeah, and it's okay. um, I feel like it's a little more user friendly than some of the other some other like classic roguelike. more classic roguelikes and stuff. So it's, okay, but it, yeah, it's very good. All right, I'm gonna get into it. Yeah, sweet. All right, I think that wraps it up for um, what we've been nerding out on. Let's dive into the multi-strike. All right, Randy, what do you got for us this week? don't know how to explain this one. So the article says D&D players spend four hours choosing how to spend reward for puzzle they solved in 10 minutes, which I I read it. I believed it. I thought it was a great article. Um, Pat, I know you got a couple cool things you want to talk about in well, here. I, so my favorite... The, the article itself isn't very long but my favorite part was the dungeon master talking about it and i'm just going to read it from the article because i thought it was super funny he just says i know i'm not supposed to railroad but i have built all these complex puzzles that fit into a satisfying narrative in a vast world filled with interesting characters and what am i doing i'm blowing out my voice as a bleeping grung merchant all day explaining over and over again how different poisons work <laughs> it's so true and I can just imagine, like, like I can imagine someone just trying to talk like a, like a weird grung merchant and like, right. Just making himself hoarse, trying to do it. It's amazing. It's funny. Cause in my D and D group, there is one guy who gets really into the nitty gritty about some of this stuff. And you can tell the dungeon masters thought through so much, but he didn't think through like all of the, the details of things. So that one hit home. Unfortunately, uh, super podcaster Chris decided to, to um, pop the balloon on this one and realize that this website, harddrive.net, is, I guess, just like the onion with nerd articles. So this wasn't even a real article. So I apologize, guys. I'll do my research better next time. So I mean, it's a great. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here and say, yes, I've never played D&D, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts of people playing D&D like thousands of hours worth and there is a lot of truth in this article because uh, uh critical hit it's an amazing podcast mm -hmm. uh they do a lot of D, D, a lot of just uh role-playing games in general uh, but they were a big fourth edition D, &D. um amazing story uh but, but for some of the episodes and honestly there were some of my favorite episodes were 
after the group gained a level they would get to like pick their new skills and new gear mm. and like go shopping and it would be two hours of them talking about which next slot item they want and who should have what next slot item because one is an extra plus point for you know int or whatever and it is the nitty-gritty a lot of times they did it off air but when they did it on air i listened to it it, it can get really in depth yeah into the mm-hmm. into the weeds for sure when you start mm-hmm. doing that and i just want to for our listeners out there to make it clear how we figured out um that this this website was kind of just like a, a spoof website some of the other video game article headlines were uh Every SNES game you don't own is now worth over $100. Um, game Freak confirms new Pokemon game will have slower text than ever before. And, <laughs> Which is uh, so true. <laughs> Dying Gamer uses last, last Breath to recommend Ghost of Tsushima if you haven't played it. So just, just some kind of silly uh, headlines there that kind of made us think, yeah, you know what? This, this website's probably not totally on the level. But, but you know what? There's a new website I'm going to visit daily. That, yeah, absolutely. I'm bookmarking this one because it's hard-drive.net. New, oh. new friend of the show. They just yeah. don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll jump in next for my article. Basically, um, my article is just about... So they're, um, Bethesda is re-releasing Skyrim for its 10th anniversary. They're remastering it for both PS5 and Xbox Series X. So another, this is probably like the fifth or sixth time they've re-released Skyrim for like an updated system or just like adding in uh, DLCs and stuff. Uh, so I kind of more just wanted to, I added this article to, to, with the discussion for you guys. Like, how do you feel about, I feel like that's been going on a lot recently in video games. It's just like remastering or kind of re-releasing older games and stuff. Like, are you guys cool with that? Are you not? What do you think? Sure. I don't know. Company wants to do it. I'm not buying it. I never played Skyrim. Now's the time then, Chris. <laughs> but if I bought a Xbox X, I'd probably buy Skyrim. I, I think it's I, a smart business move. It doesn't take much to remaster it cost-wise, and you can get money back because there's people who buy every version. There's new people, younger, you know, for that everyone's console is someone's first console, and Skyrim, from what I've heard, is one of the greatest games ever. So why not remaster it? really good i i'm all about the remastering of games i love it like even they remastered fallen jedi that i've been playing this week to make it up for ps5 and you can tell the difference it like just yeah. feels like a better game i heard uh, they made the bosses a lot harder they did the make the bosses a lot harder yeah uh skyrim is is what universe is that one part of is that like Morrowind? Uh, Elder Scrolls, yeah. Elder uh, Scrolls. Well, yeah, so Skyrim, Morrowind the arrow is to different... the knee game. Yes. Remember okay. when you guys, we did the Pokemon episode and I learned so much about Pokemon. I would love to do an Elder Scrolls episode because I don't know really anything All about right. it. And I would love to learn about it. We can. We can, we can try to do one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to know what Elder Scrolls is. There's a yeah, save it for the episode. Okay, done. Um, I will say, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of about it, the remasters as well, <laughs> since some of those games I just like totally missed, so it's a chance for me to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyrim's a game I've played a lot of. I think I've bought it for every system since PS3. 
probably going to buy it for PS5. <laughs> I think that's that's the thing. It, like, if you don't want it, then don't buy it. No one's forcing yeah. you to spend your money on right. this game. If the business wants, the company wants to release it just for these reasons, people miss it on a console. You know, people will want to replay it on the new console. It's someone's first console. Then why not? They have something that works, and it's a it's a great experience, a great game. Then definitely re release it. You know, if you're re-releasing it again on the same console, which I know happens, then it might be a little yeah. you're trying to soak the well to dry, but a new console definitely. Like they remastered oh. Final Fantasy VII after was it 20 years? That but that's that they like changed the game basically. That's a brand it's new a, game. It's, it's not game. yeah, not Final Fantasy VII. But the Skyrim is basically the same game, just yeah, upgraded, just upgraded. right speak that that totally reminded me though uh this should have been on my nerdy now this is like the number one thing tomorrow is the open beta for diablo 2 the remaster uh on consoles i already downloaded it i'm gonna be playing that a bunch so pat how do i so so my other big news randy i'm cutting you off <laughs> mobile game like diablo immortal got pushed to 2022 I know that's when GD Blizzard first. Activision. <laughs> All right, Randy, what was your question? <laughs> Pat wants to switch it from mobile gaming as fast as possible. Yep. <laughs> it's probably going to be a freemium, Pat. Uh, You're right. probably super fan Baja. Um, that's his favorite game, Diablo. So I am ready to jump into Diablo if I need do it. to. Do um, it. How do yeah, I I'll download? It so I got to go we online. We have right? a cast bringers. What do they call the group in Diablo? Gang, group? horde. Guys, Guild, so, group. merchant. So on a, on a side note, I just looked up a list of all remakes and remastered ports. Guess what game was remastered twice in 2021? Which one? 80s. Famicom Detective Ooh. Club. <laughs> the yeah. versions of it. So I think it's safe to say we all love remastered games. Facts. Well, considering we just talked about like three different remasters that we're all going to be playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many video games to play. All right. Uh, Chris, what was your article this week? Uh, so mine was very interesting. I actually just closed it on accident. Let me pull it up. So I sent this guys to you. Did you read it earlier? I didn't. I heard about this. Oh, I haven't like, read, so I haven't read the details. Someone. Yes, I read this one already. I before you don't it. really understand how this got approved and through but someone copyrighted their deck from magic the gathering so they didn't copyright like any magic cards they copyrighted the the what a 60 card deck choice that they used and he's not even a um he's not like a pro or anything he's like a a legal someone who like pushes the legal limits to see he's what a he scammer yeah he's yeah, a scammer pretty much he's a troll yes yeah yes uh, we're probably going to get sued because he's going to find out i call him a troll on air and <laughs> he will uh slander us um but so i don't understand how you can copyright someone else's already copyrighted material but he did it in the patent or the copyright office approved it but it doesn't seem right. Yeah, I mean, especially like his his whole thing is that he may the deck he he copyrighted he may 
pr- try to prevent like pros from playing it in tournaments and things like that, which is just, I mean, again, it's, it's like, uh, what was the dude, Martin Screlly when he bought like the YouTube, the, the mm-hmm. Wu-Tang album and was just going to like keep it in his closet and never let anyone hear it or anything. So like, I know it's the same kind of deal. It's just like, why are you being such a jerk dick guy? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I agree, Pat. I don't know if he's going to, I think this was a, it seemed like a test and he clearly wants to make money off it. They said that he did a stunt in 2014 where he printed the works of MC Escher using nanoscale lith- lithography on tiny silicon discs and probably try to sell them. Um, so this guy just seems like he's all about, all about like scamming. So I don't like this guy until I went to his website and he's got the most fun front page of a website I've ever been to <laughs> go, go into the article and click on his name, Dr. Robert Hovden. He's it's like right below the picture and just go yeah. to the front page of his website. It is so much fun. Yeah, it's awesome. There's little dots that move when your mouse comes by them. I could do this for hours. So I'm all about them. So you know what? Team Robert Hovden. Robert Hovden. I I mean, I don't, I just don't see how the copyright office approved this because that doesn't make sense. They didn't understand magic. There's no way anybody in that office understood. The copyright and patent offices just don't understand a lot of stuff, I feel. And so they're and, just like, sure. Yeah, why not? This guy's making his own thing out of this thing. So yes, it's copyrighted because it's thing. It's not the, how it should work. And the crazy thing too is he is he's like a professor too. But I think that's that's his. I don't necessarily think it's a scam. I think that's his. Like he pushes the boundaries of legal yeah. dogma mm. to see what can happen and. That's what he did. So I don't know. Well, just yeah. don't use don't use his angels and demons deck, which I'm guessing is like a white and black deck. Uh, don't use it. No, that would be a red. Nah, it's definitely white and black. No, demons aren't black. Demons would be red. Randy, you play magic. What are they? Black. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Really? I, I wasn't going to add my two cents, but I think, uh, I, I guess you asked me, so it is black. Black and white never works good anyway. Red and black, or blue and white. That's what you want. Anyway, let's, it's time. Let's do it. I, I always did red and blue. It's the killing blow. <laughs> All right. So this week's Killing Blow is a little different. It's not an article, but it was uh, a pitch, a movie pitch sent to us by Andy from Twitter. Uh, Andy didn't tweet this, though. It was somebody else. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting and pretty funny. Uh, so I'm going to pitch it to you guys and you know, tell me your thoughts. Um, so the pitch, a Muppet movie where the Muppets play D&D and it cuts between the Muppets around the table and the fantasy being acted out. But instead of it just being the Muppets dressed up in D&D fantasy costume, it's celebrity actors, but the Muppets do the voices, and the actors have to act how those Muppets would. Imagine a barbarian played by Jason Momoa, voiced by Miss Piggy. So basically, it's like drunk history, but with Muppets. And in D&D. Can you read that again? Hey. (laughs) Remember... 
All right. One more time. The executive know, just so, so. I hope he's still listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think it's like such a good twist on like some genre Not stuff. Not a movie. So it's, it's Muppets. weekly series. Weekly series. Okay. So it's you don't see the Muppets, you see the actors, but the Muppets well, you are doing see the Muppets voices. sitting around the table. Yes. Like talking. Oh, like but the actors do their voice. voices. Yeah. So or so oh, have, have you guys ever DVD. watched Har- I gotcha. Have you guys ever watched Harmon Quest? No, but I want to. So okay, so it would be like Harmon Quest, but like reversed, where right, it's Muppets playing sitting around the table playing a D and D and then live action and then uh, it like shifts telling the like, story. Yeah, shifts to like telling what happened, but the story. Muppets are acting it out. That would be awesome. No, no, no. The no, Muppets no, no, aren't no, acting no, it no, out. No. Oh. So the Muppets are sitting around the table playing the game. So when you get into the question for the GM, what do I do with the dice roll? What is the roll 20? And those arguments uh, are Kermit, the Muppets. Kermit the Frog here. I what's just the, rolled a D6. What do I do the, now? Oh, you see, Kermit, the thing is, you're supposed to roll two D4s to get your uh, crit rating. Okay, so the actors are doing the Muppet. So if there's no. Elmo. Elmo's in Sesame Street. But Elmo is a Muppet. So, so Randy's not Elmo's wrong. And, I'm not, and I know you guys think I'm going to try to pretend to not understand this, but I'm actually trying to understand this. So if Elmo, so if Elmo's at the table, you get a famous actor to do Elmo's voice. No, no, no. Elmo God. does his, so pretend Elmo plays a bard. Okay. And so they shift the story and Elmo's bard starts to sing. So as playing the bard, you're going to sing a, a ditty to put right. the monster to sleep. And Elmo's bard in the story is played by Elijah favorite Wood, actor, favorite actor of the podcast. Uh, Elijah Wood, Christopher Nolan. He's the director of this. John okay. David Washington. So it cuts to oh, Elijah. Yes, John David Washington <laughs> is a bard. And so John David Washington starts to sing, but what comes out is Elmo's voice. Oh, I got it. So, or so, it. Randy, have you ever seen the show Drunk History? yeah so it'd be like that like the famous people are doing all the acting but it's still the voice of the muppet of the and muppets like yeah and because the muppets are the one playing D. yes that'd be awesome that'd be awesome they could probably squeeze in a few jokes where the actors actually are themselves but no, no. you shouldn't you should keep it straight muppet yep agreed yeah right. that would be good so be movie, really good movie pitched uh hollywood executives pick it up credit no yeah. not a serious pitch credit credit brave credit Muppets don't work as movies they have to be short and bite-sized pieces all right a weekly so peter series. jackson perfect with short bite-sized pizza pizzas pizzas <laughs> i like short bite-sized pizzas <laughs> oh. called bagel bites guys they're delicious <laughs> speaking of short bite-sized pizzas i didn't really have dinner tonight i'm gonna see what's in the fridge hey, all right we're moving, recording a podcast moving on because good, good podcasting is you eat while you talk. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> speaking of speaking of eating and talking, we've made it to this week's meat and potatoes. Call a segue. All right. So this week's meat and potatoes, we're talking B movies. Some of the With worst. Jerry Seinfeld. Well. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't like B-movie, then maybe. But we're talking the movies you 
know are really bad, the movies you know are really bad that maybe you love, the movies you know you're, that are really bad that you maybe hate, but uh, just all, all things bad. So, uh, Randy, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. Uh, what, are, what are some B movies that you can think of off the top of your head that you uh, either love or and or hate? Oh, so many. Tenet? Uh, I would go with Avengers Wait. Endgame. Oh boy. Um, no, 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 I don't know if you know what a what a B movie is. Titanic. Oh God. Okay. That one. Avatar. All Avatar. The Avatar. Uh, Home Alone. Guys, I actually didn't love Avatar. To be honest, I didn't either. Pat, I'm I'm with you on that. Whew. I'm also with you on that. That was way overrated. Way yeah. overrated. Right? Made think... so much money because every ticket was forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. I also think for non-nerds, it was probably a good movie. But for us, it was like, yeah, this, this storyline's kind of kind of had good graphics. Oh, yeah, it did. So it fine. B-movie. Agreed. Pat, honestly, when you said B-movie for this, the first one I thought of was The Cube. Have you guys ever seen this one? I've heard of The Cube. I don't think I've ever seen it. So this was me and my buddy. Shout out to super fan Mark Merle, who doesn't even know I do a podcast. Me and him, <laughs> when we were growing up in high school, we somehow, I rented it from Blockbuster, the cube, the, the look it up right now. The uh, cover art is fear, paranoia, suspicion, desperation cube. Oh, it's just cube. Sorry. 1997. Um, and essentially it's these people wake up in a giant cube made up of smaller cubes and each smaller cube is a room and they have to find their way out of the cube and they don't know why they're there and each and some of the rooms have like booby traps and tests and things like that so it was awesome it's definitely a b movie it had a sequel called hypercube and it had a prequel called i think terra cube maybe cube zero is what's zero okay Guess what, Randy? What? It's also going to have a remake, 2021 no. Cube. It's coming back. No, 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 Pat. Seriously, in this the, here's the, the in this remake. Without remembering how they got there, several strangers awaken in a prison of cubic cells. Some of them booby trapped. Uh, the prisoners must use their combined skills if they are to escape. Guys, I'm so I'm so excited. I am so excited. Listen. Out of all the cult movies that are out there, this is my cult movie. This movie was, it was such a cool idea. The definitely be with the special effects, uh, but the ending was so, I don't, I don't even want to ruin it. Although, I, are you guys going to watch it? You can not? ruin it. October 22nd, 2021. Don't ruin it. I might actually watch this. So it was, remember Chris, 97. Uh, I think the Matrix might have come out a couple of years after it. So, you know, special effects for B-movies weren't great. Uh, and uh, yeah, I won't ruin it for you. I think I watched the Hyper, I did watch the Hypercube. I never saw Cube Zero, the prequel though. So it was one of those movies that we just always joked about being like, oh, where are we going to get tonight? The Cube? Yeah, sure. Let's I'm- get a Cube. I'm still not convinced Randy knows what a B movie is. What do you mean? But Wait, this one is a B movie for sure. I get it. it. Okay, let's define B movie then. Anyway. Uh, no, let's not. It's like uh, it's like pornography. You know it when you see it. <laughs> B movie is not pornography. Like what? I think Pat doesn't know what a B movie. It's it's got crappy special that, effects, right? not great acting. The story's not quite there, but it's still like. 
you know, it's got okay. a cult following. It's like a goo. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, well, a, a cult following. It'd be a cult movie. But a lot of B movies also are cult movies. I, I, I would agree with Randy that, that like sometimes they will get a cult following. So yeah. one of one that sticks out in my mind is The Room. Have you ever seen that? Um, and yep. which, which was also, uh, they made, they, they even made a movie about this terrible movie starring, starring, uh, James, James Franco. Oh yes. Um, where he plays the guy who like starred and directed it. Mm. Um, but the movie is th- this move. The room is a movie that is so bad. It's good. Like it makes no sense. It is a, like super low budget. The acting's terrible. Uh, the plot is, is all over the place. But uh, it's just so funny. It's so <clears throat> unintentionally funny. Hube, you can watch free on IMDb TV. What? I think Chris is going to watch it tonight. I and I know what you're talking about, Pat, because I saw the the James Franco one. Yes, um, I I cannot cannot recommend watching The Room enough, especially with like a big group of friends, because like that's how I watch it. I watch it with a couple uh, buddies. And we were just ragging on it the whole time. Just told how just ridiculous great, it great is. Time. Yes. Uh, also on time. Pluto TV. What's so, the room? The rumor of the cube. 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 Chris is still, he's so into the cube. Tubi TV. Oh, no. You know what I'm thinking of? I was thinking of The Cell with uh, cell. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. You know what? The cube is kind of like The Floor. Did you guys ever see that on Netflix that came out? I think it was called The Floor. I don't think I ever saw. Where yes. you're in a you're in a prison and the floor rises and uh, no 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 they put food on the top floor of the prison. Oh, it goes down. I did yeah. hear about this. Yeah. And so, like that, at the bottom, you just get like the platform. Yes. The platform, yeah. platform. See, the platform had higher production value, but it was ridiculous. But it's got that. It's just got that stick of like you know. There's that thing of oh here like it it interests me like that's an interesting idea. Uh, so then I'll the watch. Raid? The raid was another one. I that was like another raid. That was like a martial arts flick, but it's like the all these bad guys are in this like huge like apartment complex, and so he's got to like fight his way up to get like, out of it. Or something. Yeah. Um, what I think of a B movies is Bruce Campbell for sure. That's mm. like my go to B movie. So what was he in Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and yep. Army, of Army of Darkness is like making it's like a meta movie, right? Like making fun yep. of the B movies kind but, of thing. That's almost too. It, like you said, it's like a meta movie because it's like making yeah. it's yeah, it's He's it's like uh what's the other one so much that it's supposed to be that so it's yeah. actually good or like Lost Skeleton of Kadarva that's another one I never saw that funny. Troll two already I was looking at the cube oh, which one no Troll two that's a Trolls two World yeah. Tour yeah Troll two not Trolls two Troll two Different. Trolls two World Tour yeah which doesn't really. Any movie Ozzy Osbourne is in. It's a B movie. I never saw Troll original or Troll one. The one with with Poppy, Poppy and Branch. <laughs> yeah, but I did see that actually, but I didn't see the other Troll movie. Uh, that movie's at the so the first one is actually scary. The Troll two is isn't even like I guess technically a sequel, even though they just took the title. There's like this yeah. whole weird thing behind it, but then. Yes, that movie is also uh, very much like The Room, where it's like so bad, it's amazing and good. So I feel like a lot of horror movies, like Leprechaun. Did you guys ever see Leprechaun? That one would fit that, right? Leprechaun is, yes, that's a B movie, but it's 
Yeah, you're right. It's a B movie. <laughs> it's he's uh so yeah, I guess those are those are some of them. And I feel like Netflix is actually doing a lot of B movies now. Like they yes. just are throwing movies out there. So I watched the one with Bruce Willis. Well, it just came out. It was horrendous B movie. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember um, what it was called. It's an article I, that where there someone on like the crew or whatever said Bruce Willis totally is just phoning it in. He just wants whatever money he can get right now off his name. He's not even trying. It, it honestly, that's exactly what it seemed like that he is not even trying. Um, and he's in all these other Netflix movies like that, like sci-fi. Like, is he paying Demi more a lot of money in alimony? I don't know what's going on <laughs> with Bruce Willis, but I forgot the name of this one, but it was, it was bad. Yeah. Mm. And, and let's, uh, let's keep going with that now. So like what, cause we've talked about some bad movies where like uh, the B movies that we've seen that have like been unintentionally funny or good. What about ones that you've seen that have just been real, just duds, just, just bad. The new mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, Chris, look, I, disagree it's not a b movie that's just a terrible movie it's a bad movie in your opinion to be a b movie i actually didn't think that movie was that bad um i would it's mortal kombat they didn't even get to mortal kombat yeah they did it's it's setting it up man all right let me ask you this would you count do you guys remember idle hands yes would you count that as a b movie i would I kind of like that one, actually. That was one that I, I liked. Well, Wendy, that's not what we're talking about. Though. Sorry, I'm stuck. Think of the ones that. that are bad. I'm just thinking of any B movie. Well, all B movies are bad. That's why they're a B movie. But 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 again, B movies that are bad that also just landed as being like a dud. Like it wasn't unintentionally funny or didn't turn out to be like, oh, this is so bad, it's good. Like this is so bad that I hate it. Then nobody liked it, right? Yeah. And so the two that jump out for me that I've seen were uh, Aragon. Oh, the dragon movie. Yep, based on the books. Yes, and then um, I'm trying to look up. Would you count Aragon as a B movie, or were they trying to make that? They were trying to. That's I wouldn't count that as a B movie. All right. Well, (laughs) and I guess we're just talking about bad movies now, too. Most heated. This is the most heated discussion cast fingers have had. What is? Um, But the the other one that jumped out. I guess so. Then I guess maybe I'm just thinking of because this one might not be a B movie either. But these are all both just bad fantasy movies. Um, But in the name of a king. Oh, that's the one. Siege tale. No, that one is a B movie. Pat. Is that the one where the guy has to take the message? That's. I don't know. It's with Jason Statham. But so I played, so it, it was based on a video game that was very Diablo-like called Dungeon Siege. And me mm. and all my friends played it in high school. And then the movie came out. So like, we got to see it. And we saw it like, this is so bad. So it that one, zero sense. it had a ton of, it had uh, Lily Sobieski, yep. John Reese davies Ron Perlman, Ray Liotta. Like it yep. had some pretty big names. Yep. Statham. It's uh Yeah. And it was very terrible. Mm. No, I think not that in a good counts. way. Yeah. But that those were, counts. and then this one's not. Um, this I don't know. This probably isn't even a B movie either. But but this is my go-to. This is the first movie I ever walked out of a theater. Seeing, <laughs> uh, and it was it was called Gone Fishing. It was with. Uh, it was with. What is it? Is it uh, 
Danny DeVito and um, shoot, what's his what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Glover. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Glover. Danny Glover. Which one's the older one? Daniel Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover and like Danny DeVito. All right, uh, Pat. That one was bad. Or no, Joe Pesci, not Danny DeVito. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Joe Pesci and, and Danny Glover. So, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Were you guys looking up a list of B-movies? Because I'm looking up uh, the list of the 100 best B-movies, and you've already named two in the top five. Which ones? You na- The Room is number two, and Troll 2 is number five I, out of I 100. Knew, I knew The Room would be up there because that is like a cult. That is like a huge cult movie because it is yeah. so, so bad. What's number um, one? What's number one? Yeah. So, okay, before I tell you number one, Happy I was thinking – I was thinking of the one that I thought was like this big trouble in little China. That's my, if that counts Ooh. as a B movie, that's my favorite yeah. B movie of all time. I would call sure. that as a B movie. Oh, I that, would say that's a B movie. that, that movie is a hundred percent in my book. Um, yeah. This one though has a YouTube video, which I, you, we used to watch hard ticket to Hawaii. Have you heard of this one? So no, I don't think this so. movie has the most ridiculous look up hard ticket to Hawaii frisbee scene and it is the most ridiculous movie scene because i think they're trying to be serious and it's Mm -hmm. just i don't want to explain it but it's funny it's b it's classic b movie i can see why this is number one we really should all get together and just watch this movie actually there's there's another one like that that takes place in miami and i'm trying to remember what it's called but like they're all like and we've we watched it all together i think where they're all like they all are in like a the same karate dojo but then they mm. live in miami and they fight like this band of ninjas that's another big one i think it's it might be called like the miami connection or something like that. samurai cop or no no it's not samurai cop okay yeah i don't know it's probably on that list though and it's probably in the top 10 miami connection you know it is miami connection. Okay. <laughs> number eight pat yeah, if, if there's a guy that knows b movies it's pat i've seen a lot of bad movies <laughs> it's that so are- funny you nailed it. Um, that, but well, because we all, uh, or at least most of us, watched it together. Uh, that movie is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hard I'd time. say Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Now that I saw this, is probably the number one B movie, hands right. down. So, Randy, we got to go through this top ten of this list. What What do we got? In right. Top ten. So, top ten. She woke up pregnant. Never heard of it. Never Lifetime it. movie. Lifetime, I think, puts out a ton of B movies. So, uh, number nine. Five Element Ninjas, a.k.a. Chinese Super Ninjas, 1982. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but there's a picture interested. of four golden ninjas. What were you going to say? I said interested. <laughs> that one I would watch. Yep. Eight is Miami Connection. Seven is Crippled Avengers, a.k.a. Return of the Five Deadly Venoms. How do you go wrong? This one sounds like it's a, like, again, like a, you know, a, kung fu-ish type movie it looks like sure six behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon 2006 um looks like it's a horror one i don't know troll 2 like you said samurai cop iranian filmmaker in the 80s don't know anything about it birdemic is 2008 (laughs) uh i don't know i've never heard of that one uh the room and then hard ticket to Hawaii. maybe we should start watching some of these Yes. I mean, definitely. I think start with hard ticket to Hawaii, right? Yeah. You guys got it. If you YouTube, like the Frisbee hard ticket to Hawaii scene, 
that'll tell you everything you need to know about that movie. Oh, another one that, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say another one that I, um, I I don't know if it would have made this list because it was, it's fairly new, but again, this one's more of a meta where it's like supposed to be a B movie and kind of crappy, but also I think though in that it doesn't really do that well at being. So it almost then becomes a B movie (laughs) and like unintentionally funny in a weird like loop. Um, but is Velocipaster? I've heard very, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I've heard very good things about it. And what? how it's, I could say, it's a, it's about this like priest who can then turn himself into a Velociraptor, but then he like goes on like a, a, a path of revenge, so to speak. So, so I feel like Sci Fi Channel has come out with a ton of these like melded creature yeah. movies similar to that. Kevin like, Smith yeah. had a good one. I'd qualified as a B movie about a, guy who gets turned into a walrus yes it's with uh daniel radcliffe i think isn't it no it's um oh that one is uh it's not daniel radcliffe it's, it's called oh no it's um who's the other the guy from dodgeball it's uh, called tusk tusk yes and jason long it's with jason long right okay i think so let me see. I'm trying to look it up now. But um, yeah, it's, or Justin Long. I said his name wrong. Justin Long. Yeah. Yes, I've heard good things about that too. That it's like creepy but funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like Sharknado, I think started them and now it's like. We'll turn on sci-fi. Sometimes there was shark to puss. We just saw it. We watched like 10 minutes of it the other night. Just in the CG, when the CGI is so bad, it's like, you can't even like get it. We don't even, Laurel and I were like, is this even supposed to be a movie? We don't even understand. (laughs) Like they're not even trying. I don't know. And the, and the, the acting is so bad. It's like, I don't, is there a C movie? Is that such a thing? I mean, I guess there has to be, right? We have yeah. we have kind of your your A blockbusters and your B movies. Yeah, can even go down to a C, which I think though are then are just terrible movies. They're really terrible movies. Do you guys count Ernest movies as B movies? Ernest, oh, like Ernest scared stupid and Ernest, goes, Ernest to goes to camp. I actually, I honestly can't remember enough about him. Oh, like, probably, so yeah. Even though that's like his shtick, because he's just a b-movie comedian so yeah. i'd say yeah he's a b-movie guy but it's like uh, it's like bruce campbell right like that's bruce campbell's yes. thing too. like just purposely starring these shout out to jim varney of the yeah, i was a huge earnest fan huge earnest i was fan. too oh god there so was, what was your favorite one chris do you remember Ernest goes to camp oh all day can't even can't even compare all right well, part of it that was the first one i saw i that might have been his first like the first one that might have been his first one and Ernest scared stupid i think i was young enough where that did scare me actually mm-hmm. so all right all right man b movies they're they're great uh pat great oh. topic i gotta say i haven't thought about some of these movies in forever <laughs> And hey, now we got a list of a couple funny movies to watch, yeah. so it'll be good. And actually, speaking of movies, it's time to move on to our newer segment, I'll Ask My Nerdy Friend. <laughs> um, this week's question comes from superfan John. Shout out to John. Thanks for the input. Um, but so his question he poses to us was, Ed Norton's The Incredible Hulk, rightfully forgotten or forgotten gem? So guys, what do you think? 
Uh, Forgotten Gem. I loved Ed Norton as Bruce Banner. I thought it was good. Randy? Not forgotten at all. Gem. I hated the Straight first Hulk. So that the first Hulk is possibly that's a B movie. Eric Bana, right. So he, I'm going, oh I'm going with the dissenting opinion, uh, rightfully forgotten, because I uh, loved the first Hulk. I thought it was so good. And the second one was just more. And I guess though it becomes what would be typical then in the MCU as it moved on, just not as good. And I don't know. I didn't think it was that great. Pat, what is the ratio of Hulk to screen time in the first Hulk? I think it's like three minutes of Hulk to three hours of screen time. It's, I was so not angry. That bad. I was about as angry as Bruce Banner was becoming the Hulk after them. I was like, when was the, when did he become the, I was, Pat, don't get me started. I gotta, I gotta back <laughs> off. Chris, anything to add? I'm sorry. Uh, was it Lee Ang? Ang, Ang Lee. <laughs> Ang Lee. Who ends up winning an Oscar for say, best director? I didn't say um, comma Lee comma Ang. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I kind of liked was how he like really comic booked it, and he'd have all the split screens, but then at the same time, that ruined the movie because that's not how the movie should be, in my opinion. And again, it's called the Hulk. So the Hulk should be in the movie. Guys, the Hulk was in the movie way more than you think. He was. Mm. You're, he you're making... two dogs and then yes. a lightning cloud. Oh, the dog and is the worst. He he still fights uh who is it? Molecule Man or whatever. Gives gives him a good wall. Did he? I don't even remember because yes. I that and he fights forgotten. the army. That's that's actually most Forget of it. when he's the Hulk. Forget he about it. On the army. Bruce Banner. Also, guys, it's got Eric Bana. I meant Ed Norton. I, you know, I did. I did like Eric Bana as I thought. I don't blame him for it. I'm not a big Jennifer Connelly fan. Uh, I love Ed Norton. I mean, and Mark Ruffalo is now obviously the classic Hulk. Are they making a Hulk movie? Are they doing one with She-Hulk? They can't make a Hulk movie for distribution rights. That's why the Hulk has to be in everyone else's movie. Okay. They can't have a movie called Hulk. Is because that a Warner who, Brothers thing or something? Right? Does Warner someone something like that? It? I don't remember who it was, but it's a weird thing where Marvel can still have the character, but they just can't make a movie so, where so it stars the Hulk. They are doing She-Hulk, I know for sure. Yeah. Is that a show or a movie that they're doing? That is a show, I believe. Show, okay. Because I know, and I know Ruffalo's in it. So I guess that's, I mean, he's been a great Hulk. You can't complain about him, honestly. Yeah, not at all. Or Bruce Banner, so... I didn't know that about the distribution thing because well, that's interesting though because Incredible Hulk, or is that not MCU canon? It's not MCU. Well, it is can they like not canon but canon like they didn't. Okay. They just kind of said that yeah whatever those well, are in because we don't want, we can't make a new Hulk story but we'll it looks like Universal has the rights and they don't know how to play well with Marvel so. That's what the thing is. They said. don't have the rights to the character. They have the rights to the Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Fox had the rights to the entire character in the movies or something like. That. It was a weird, weirdly worded contract where yeah. Marvel can get around it by just having the Hulk in everyone else's movie. And this says part of the battle is over theme park revenue, since Universal Studios and Disney's various theme parks are both profiting all, off of Marvel characters. 
Because the best part of Universal Studios is the Marvel section. Yeah, and the yeah. Hulk roller coaster is awesome. That Hulk ride scared the crap out of me I the love first time it. I went on it. When that it just my... you're going slowly yeah. up the ramp and, and it just shoots. <laughs> yeah, so good. So it good. is that. That is, I think, maybe my favorite roller coaster of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but interesting question. I disagree with both of you, so I'm right. You guys are wrong. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, so Randy, now that we'll pats off the show, we'll have to come up with what we're going to do next week. Uh, A movies, those probably make people happier. <laughs> you guys should talk a lot about Incredible Hulk then because you guys love it so much. Maybe we will. I can do it. I love how uh, Lou Ferrigno's not even in this conversation at all. <laughs> I actually can't say I've seen. It's on show. all the time on one of these stations. It I is. Funny, funny story is uh, Donnie Cates, he's a comic book writer and he's writing one of the new Hulk series and he's sitting, like he goes to whatever coffee shop and he's sitting writing the Hulk and Lou Ferrigno walked in to order his coffee and so he went up and was like, hey, I'm writing the next issue of Hulk. Do you want to read it while I write it? And it was... <laughs> He posted it on Twitter, so it was a pretty funny That's cool. picture. That's wild. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Oh, it's my nerdy friend. Um, and actually, we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, so right now, we got uh, everyone's favorite segment. It's time for the D&D character of the week. This is everyone's favorite segment. Everyone loves this segment everyone out of all the feedback i've gotten this is this is the one where they're like why didn't you do dnd character of the week or i love the dnd character of the week this week so yeah everyone loves it this week's character is nassar <laughs> nassar is a 29 year old male hobgoblin paladin um with an oath, oath of glory specialization and gladiator background Nassar will do anything to prove himself superior to his hated rival, a mighty orc warchief who threatens to overrun and destroy everything he holds sacred. He previously served as a paladin squire, learning all he needed to take his oaths and become a paladin himself. He may be quiet at times, but when he does speak, his sharp tongue can get him into trouble, as he has difficulty keeping his true feelings hidden. He also has an unknown, shameful history uh, that no one else knows but him. So if anyone, any listeners out there finding this character interesting, grab them up, play them uh, into your next D&D game. Load them up for your next session. So he would totally be holy evil. Holy evil, I don't think is a thing, but... He's a paladin. Yes, yeah, so that he's always good. He's lawful. Paladins are lawful by nature. He's a hobgoblin, which is evil. So he's holy evil. I think that's that's speciesist against top goblins they're not always evil I'm sure there's wouldn't, many. It be, wouldn't it be classicist against paladins they're not always holy they're not always holy but they're always lawful they're that's like their thing oh, lawful that's their thing and they're not He's a mighty orc war chief hobgoblin that doesn't make any sense no 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 the war chief the evil orc war chief is his rival that's his most hated rival he should be the orc war chief. That would make a better character. But he's the, not. He's, he's a hobgoblin paladin. He can't be the. 
Randy, when we play our game, I'm going to be a hobgoblin who is an orc war chief paladin. It's not a thing because you're a hobgoblin. <laughs> it's my character. You can tell me how to play my character. I got to revolve a story around that. Okay. I'll work on it. All right. All right. Anyway, that will do it for this week's D&D Character of the Week. Like I said, <laughs> Lissar, um, which brings us now to our recommendations. So uh, who's got the play recommendation this week? I had it and I wrote play paper rock scissors. It's classic to see who gets the play. Wait, recommendation. So are you saying like we should be playing paper rock scissors right now? No, that was my recommendation. Was to play paper rock scissors. Yeah, for our listeners. That makes sense. One, two, three, shoot! I win. I won. I had rock. I had peace. <laughs> Is this what we've come to is playing rock? That's our recommendation. That is paper, rock, scissors. Out of all the great video games we talked about. Play Hades, because I'm going to start playing Hades. So play Hades. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to start playing it. Saving it. All right, we'll do paper, rock, scissors to see if I should play Hades or not. Okay. One, two, Um, three, shoot. For the watch, I got the watch segment this week. We've been talking movies. So my watch recommendation is watch some classic sci-fi. Maybe (laughs) you out on... Uh, for example, I watched Alien for the first time uh, like a month ago, and it was great. I loved it. So yeah, check out some maybe. Maybe older... check out the Cube. Check out the Cube. Check out Cube. Out about just that. so hold on, just Cube because the Cube is a new uh, like show on TBS where they compete in this giant clear cube. So don't watch that because I watch that. That actually was sounds kind of good. Thinking it's going to be a spinoff of the, the cube. movie. That sounds fun. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that, that good. That, I love I love game shows too. That sounds great. <laughs> All right, then watch that. All right. All right. And then finally for our read recommendation. I got it. Um, so I got a uh, new Amazon Kindle. I talked about that a few episodes ago, and it came with some free magazines. So I decided to do fantasy and science fiction magazine, which is pretty cool. I didn't know what it was, but apparently they have um short stories in there and they have like I don't know, six, seven, maybe from different writers. And they talk about the writers. So I read one of them. It was, it was interesting. Uh, so yeah, read fantasy and science fiction magazine. Love it. Or read. What's the one that you told me, Pat, a new Asha. What's it called? I got to get that one. The new what? The manga or the comic book that you told me. Oh, to. Us- Usagi Ojimbo. Usagi Ojimbo. Yes. I got my, yeah, I want to start that. Okay. It is. It's very good. And Wheel of Time. I think I'm on volume two. Yeah. And Wheel of Time, if you want to spend the next four years of your life reading. Year and a half. Year and a half. Makes it better. Straight. All right. (laughs) That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, Remember, if you have any input or anything you want to let us know over the show, you can always. Randy finishes Wheel of Time and is like, on top of the world Are you? for three weeks because he accomplished something amazing and his mind is so blown. Chris, here's the problem. I want to talk to you about chapter four in book one. Do you remember that chapter? Yeah. Are you okay? So we'll talk off air about that because okay. so far it's uh it's been pretty intense. I'm so remember it. any input or anything you want to oh, send no, us? he's shaking his head no randy that was like 600 hours ago so are you <laughs> going to remember the end when i finally get to it in a year and a half or you that will stick with me for life Forever. <laughs> okay <laughs> well, randy maybe you just skip to the end 
because yeah. you just can't talk to you about anything else. I could just Wikipedia now. <laughs> Cheating. You got to put the time in. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. All right, if you have articles to submit for the Killing Blow, you can always email Whoa. us, castbringers <laughs> at gmail.com. Also, check out our Instagram. We have Giant Sword Club on there. We got some other just cool things on there, so check that out. Um, Sword Club officially coming back from hiatus this weekend. Can't wait. Yes. So check out the new issue. Uh, you can also check out our Twitter. That's been probably inactive uh, for quite some time, but we'll you could go read. Oh, it's, it's probably been inactive as long as the website's been inactive. Someone should <laughs> so, need a social so read our profiles. Though. Hey, so also be on the lookout for postings for a social media manager for the cast bringers. <laughs> we could use them. Uh, you can always. We're not going to pay you. No, this will be all 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 your free time. But uh, shoot us emails again. Uh, article submissions, thots, input, feedback. Castbringers at gmail.com. And as always, Castanets, you keep listening, we'll keep casting. Hey, Randy. Hey, Chris. Remember how rainbows go to prism? How? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rainbow From last thing? week, I do remember that. I don't want you having nightmares. So don't worry. They get a light sentence. <laughs> <laughs>